everyone. Welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I'm your host, Fawn. And I'm Flapjack. Hey, y'all. And this week, we're going to be getting into the episode Fairy Tale Justice of RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Star 7. All winner, or as they say across the pond, all stars. Well, uh, oh, I'm very bad at accents. <laughs> <laughs> all stars have on. You know, like, I'm, 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 that, that's a new accent. I don't even know what that um, accent is. It's Cockney. Is it Cockney? It is. It is Cockney. Yeah, I have a cock and I have a knee. Um, <laughs> I was assigned male at birth, so uh, that is accurate for me, and that's my accent for today. Um, yes. So tell us about this All Star Seven business. So we start the episode and. They are walking into the workroom. Everyone except for last week's blocked queen, Jinx Monsoon, is walking into the workroom. And they're just talking. And walks Jinx. And she's got the plunger. Yes. She plays into the secret of the plunger. Trinity's like, welcome to the plunger circle. And Jinx is just like, no, we need a better name than that. You can put it up to your ear and it only speaks to the person who is blocked as we have so heard. I'm so glad she's keeping it up. I do. Yes. Same. But I think that the other queens are starting to figure out like, yeah, okay, this is just, just she bullshit. took it a little too far. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm glad she kept it up. I, th- I feel like one or two of them are, are still really eating it up and yeah, <laughs> I just can't wait for it to happen. Like, I think Raja and maybe Jada still believe it's um, got some kind of secret associated with it. But right. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so then we fast forward to the next day. Yes. We'll walk into the workroom. Jinx enters singing the UK Hun from Drag Race All Drag Race UK season two, Bing Bang Bong, sing, sing, song, Bing Bang Bong, UK Hun. But you know who is not okay, Hun? They announced right before that moment that Jeffrey Boyer Chapman from Canada's Drag Race was going to be a special guest. Were you shocked? They have the nerve and audacity (laughs) to have JBC, but not have Priyanka as a contestant. Right? Right? Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Um, I mean, okay. Now, I know that JBC has undergone some very intense hatred um, from the fan base. Certainly not from me. Part of it's (laughs) the edit. And like part I've of it, watched interviews, um, or I say watch, I've read yeah. interviews. They kind of like wanted JBC to be the Michelle Visage of Canada, and it just, it just and they wasn't like working. fed him to like be stricter yeah. and like cuntier, but it just didn't work, and right. like edited him to be like they so edited out awful. some of the nicer stuff because on U.S. Drag Race, he's been a judge how many times? Yeah. It, I, I don't know. I mean, like two or three, right? At least three. Before Canada's uh, Drag Race was announced. Yeah. I don't know. I think they thought that would help, but it, it really it really didn't. And I don't know. For for me, something about JBC as a as a judge just doesn't work for me. I think he's a phenomenal actor. He's um, so beautiful. He, he can slide in my DMs a, any day. Yeah. He's a wonderful model. I just, I don't know. Something about his judging, it just, even, even in this episode, not to get ahead of myself, but it just, to me, it still comes off as really fake. And yeah. It, and so, anyways, I think that's what I struggle with, and that's what the other viewers struggle with when it comes to a lot of us good just old get mesmerized with how beautiful he is. I think that's what they thought, and then the fans heard him come after Jimbo, and it was over. Yeah, don't come after Jimbo. That's no. why uh, <laughs> fucking Pangina got canceled. 
She's not canceled. But she can never be canceled. She got uncanceled when Blue eliminated her. So I we don't talk about Blue. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. they are in the workroom before the announcement of the challenge. Yes. And, and it's absolutely the Vivian's foreshadowing episode. That oh yeah. That's for sure. Oh yeah. You can always tell with the edit <laughs> who's gonna be the featured queen of Normally, it's who's going to struggle and who's going to do well. Uh-huh. But with this season, we know it's who's going to do well. Right. I, I mean, Viv had all the cutaways. I all think for every them. single episode, the, the person who's talking about, well, I better step my pussy up, hunty, right. and get myself a star. Oh, well, then I the better end. work the house down, <laughs> boots, mama. And it's going to oh, happen. Oh, I can flap my tongue like that. <laughs> I cannot do a tongue pop. <laughs> But they're around the table walking, talk. They're not walking around the table. They're not playing musical chairs in this bitch. They're, they're talking. And Jada points out Monet is the only one with a star mm. who has not been blocked. I thought this was not a smart move on Jada's part. You know, it kind of was, but it kind of wasn't. Like It deflects a little bit because Jada is the one with the most recent star. And the trend has been blocked the most recent person to win a star. Here we have yes. Monet sitting over here, flying under the radar, as I said in a previous episode. Right. And fuck up her plans. And then while it may draw a little bit of attention to you, people are going to remember that she still hasn't been blocked. Exactly. Exactly. But I did love how Trinity brought it back to Jada and was right. like, well, actually, there's five stars, bitch. And it, uh, two of them haven't had the thing. Right. One of them's you. And I then Jada <laughs> just goes, well, I just got mine. <laughs> She's already had hers. So then, of course, we have Rue come in. Yes. Wearing the most hideous RuPaul outfit. I think I, I didn't was, hate it. Oh, my God. It just wasn't up to like what we expect from Rue. <laughs> no. However, I did love that he was wearing these like platform boots. I need the platform boot moment. I didn't notice the boots. Because he made all. the comment of like, it's so tall or something like that. Oh, something I think he, related. I think he was to saying it. the jacket is short. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So it looked like Rue was wearing some platform boots. I don't know. I tried paying attention. It was a little hard to. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't mind the coat on me. <laughs> it's just not what we expect out of Rue at all. Yeah. He's, he's running out of outfits, but I'll, I'll let it slide because he, I did love. He the... stopped promoting the Klein Epstein Parkers for a while now. Yeah. What's up with that? Did, I don't know. How did he lose that sponsorship? Right. Was it the fracking? What the frack? <laughs> I mean, right, probably. Fracking and fawning. So we find out this week's episode is the fairy tale justice improv mm, challenge. Yes. And yeah. they let the two top all stars of the previous week pick the teams. Yes. Now, okay. Now, on if you were to choose for this challenge, who would you have wanted on your team? If you could only pick three. Okay. So this is a hard decision for me because like... I want to say Jinx because I know Jinx would do well. I right. want to say like those kind of people. But at the same time, do you want to be on a team with people who might outshine you? Oh, that's a good point. I didn't consider that. Right. I'd want to be on a team with people that are strong that I don't think would outshine me. So I would steer clear of the people that did really well in Snatch Game. AKA mm. Raja, Trinity, and Jinx. 
Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Based on what we've seen this season. Yeah. I would probably also steer, steer clear of Viv, but Viv because we know how well she did on her okay. original Snatch game and she didn't do terrible on ours. It was just not great references for ours. So I would probably say Shay, Jada, and Evie. But with that also being said, I... And I still mm. think they would all three do well. Yeah. I mean, obviously we see later on how they do. But... I would want to be with people that I feel like I could outshine on my I, team. I think you're right, but I also would want to go for, I think I would want to go more middle range, you know? Someone no, I'm like, trying to win this bitch. Well, I, no, I, I, hear, I need a legendary legend star. But, but I also a think, legendary legend I also think that you have star. no chance of winning over the other team if you put all of the amazing people in one. I, yeah. But, but it, what happens when you put too much personality together? I mean, it, are they going to have clashing? But, but, but what if you can't volley with the other people, you know? So you have to think like, think kind of strategically. Okay. I need to have people who are, are decent at the volley. So I was thinking I would go for Raja. Like, I think Raja wouldn't necessarily outshine me. I think I could beat her. True. In this Raja kind of would be a good person on my team. Yeah. But, and, but she's like smart enough and quick enough to like bring it back and forth. Um, but yeah. Mm. I was thinking Viv too. I was kind of shook at how well she did at this episode. I was um, not. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Seeing her on UK season one, she was she was outstanding. And I think Trinity would be the other person I would choose because she she's someone I think I could volley with and keep up with pretty well. But Jinx, I would steer clear from. I, I would. Uh, she's too good at this shit. I would stand firm in my like choice of Shay. I stand firm in my choice of Evie. I might would swap Jada out for Raja. Mm. True, true, true. Um, yeah. So, what? Did, which one of the two teams was your favorite, like storyline wise? Well, we haven't even gotten to like what the groups were. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me shut the fuck up. So, our first group, Jada's team. Of course, she picks Jinx, who she had just given the plunger to. Oh, sorry. I was just drinking um, wine from my flapping and fawning mug. Go buy merch. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Fawn. Link in the bio. Um, so, of course, she picks the person she just gave the plunger to, Jinx. <laughs> and That's I also nice. think Jada probably knows, like, she may not be the best at this. So, she wants to at mm. least be surrounded by people that would do well. Yeah. She also picks Monet and Evie. And they're skit is blow the house down boots the story of three little pig sisters and a big bad wolf <laughs> our second group is trinity viv shay and raja and i was so surprised that raja was the last person picked me too i thought she was they're sleeping on her they are and i'm tired of it damn it like yeah. th this to me was the third i think no fourth episode I, every episode i've been Honestly. like put raja in the top damn it i was so <laughs> mad and like for her and evie to be chosen well okay evie i was not so surprised that she got chosen last but raja did so well in yeah, snatch game evie did okay as boogeyman I know you didn't feel I that I know way. Evie was edited to have done well <laughs> in Boogeyman. Yes, you were correct. To me, <laughs> Evie plays higher in Snatch Game than Shay did. As a Shay stan. Fair. I don't I don't quite remember what she did. Um, and Shay was picked first by Trinity. Something. True, true, true. Um and they were she already she done already done had hers. Hers is. Yes. Um which was the story of Goldilocks, mm. as they tell us in the workroom. We find out what it truly is later. Also, I was like, they gave the first group this cute little name, the, like, blow the house down boots, like, <gasps> incorporate, like, drag into the yeah. fairy tale. I did not even Whereas that. That it's just so like, she done, done it already had hers, is, 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 which is, like, 
already a drag race phrase. Yeah. You Come couldn't on. like hire better writers, y'all. Yeah. But I will say that I it think fit. this when it comes to the writers, sometimes these sketches are just downright horrible. Which you know? I mean and it, I, I was a little nervous. I was like, oh God, are we gonna have these winners and one Well, of these it's an improv challenge. Sketches? So they just were given like a layout of what the characters are. And from that True. they got to build everything. Allegedly. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's all about the volley. It is all about that volley, which I think they did fairly well in this week's challenge. Yeah. Um, Now, okay, when it comes to choosing the teams, like I know you already said who you would, um, who you would choose, but tell me about like that last choice feeling. Like, what do you think it it means for someone to be chosen last? Okay, so it's either going to be a mind gate. I feel like I don't know. Feels like it could be a mind game. Yeah. Is there somebody that you see as a decent competition? Like Raja? Mm-hmm. That, like, it might fuck her up if she's the last person left? I just think that's so mean. She's a poor, sweet old woman like Bernie Sanders, I you mean, know? Somebody needs to give Raja her laurels. Yes, give I want her, her to get her, her laurels. <laughs> yes. Okay, so then we get into the actual scenes, right? Right. Okay, and, and who went first? I can't even remember. Um, first up it. was Blow the House Down Boots. And before we get into this, can we just say, Michelle Visage... <gasps> I was hoping you were going to say that. Yes! Just looks like <laughs> she looks a okay. New Jersey Maleficent but, with her little skunk streak and everything. didn't she look amazing? She did. I was shook. She looked more like a drag queen than the drag queens did in this drag queen oh, competition. Are we comparing her to how Trinity looked? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. Maybe, maybe in a moment. But <laughs> I I was obsessed with this look for Michelle. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. Was like, and they finally gave her a wig. I wish they had been giving her these wigs that were at this level behind the main, like behind the judging panel of the main I stage. I think she wears wigs on the main time. stage. No, no, no. I know. But like at this level where it's like an updo, it's so creatively done. It's very Maleficent vibes to yes, me. I was absolutely obsessed. Um, it was It was my favorite look of the night. Like, literally, I had, like, New Jersey Maleficent is the vibes of this with the, like, (laughs) cheetah leopard print. Don't quote me on which one it is. I always confuse the two. It's giraffe print, actually. It's brown cow stunning. (gasps) Stunning! Um, So, first up, we have Blow the House Down Boots, which is we enter with Jinx, who is Spare Rib, who's playing this, like, vapid millennial yes, kind of character sister. and Evie playing the big bad wolf BB. Yes. Who is very reminiscent of the, the boogeyman, the boogeyman. But I was very impressed with Evie and like throughout this. Oh yeah. Fully. And, and I think Evie really got the edit of a star. And I, I think that Evie yeah. did such a phenomenal job with this. Spoiler alert. I was surprised Evie was not in the top. There's been very few times that any of that I've been disappointed with people on the show. Like Evie mm-hmm. might've had a couple moments that weren't my favorite, but the entire season, there's not been a moment that I'm like, Oh, I hate this. Yeah. Same. Um, what, but there was one other, um, very important character that was, or, or, or characters that were introduced during this moment. And that was the stuffed animal jury. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say the pit crew. Oh, Peter Cottontail. That was a moment too. Um, Ooh, I was living for those fuzzy little whitey tigers. I like have a pro. There's a major problem that I have with this 
first get. Oh, okay. What's wrong? a major problem? Oh God, I'm about to get canceled. Is it problematic? No. Oh, okay. Um, so a lot of them, since they're the three little piggies, as well as the pit crew member who's the bailiff, who's Peter Cottontail, have these nose prosthetics on. I don't think they cut holes in the nose prosthetics <laughs> for them. So they're having to talk through like their mouth without noses. So they sound really nasally. Um, I kind of liked it. I hated it. Well, I liked it. It just- took me so far out of it <laughs> because it, it didn't even sound like piggish. And it was just, I, it, it drove me insane because also as somebody that knows how to do prosthetics, I was like, mm. somebody didn't properly do this prosthetic so they I could breathe through this nose. I thought the I thought the pig prosthetics looked really good. Yeah, they did until Monet came out. Oh yeah, hers hers was not good. But Jada and what Jinx the fuck? Like you're gonna fierce. let <laughs> Jada and you're gonna let Jinx look better than Monet? Maybe she was nervous. Maybe makeup she was wise, sweating in the back. Makeup wise, you're gonna let up. Jinx's makeup look better than Monet's makeup. I mean. Th- they were three little pigs, Fawn. I don't think it's that serious. It is that serious when you're on a TV show and you got two of these pig nose prosthetics looking fucking <laughs> seamless, like perfectly made, like perfectly applied prosthetics. And then you have Monet with these chunky ass edges. Well, maybe she and the big bad wolf just had a little moment in the back, you know, and, and they got a little, they had too much nose action. You know, that on. brings me to my next point that I had a problem with this first one. I'm going to be really critical of this first Let's one. Let's go. I want to know. <laughs> Please take on the villain edit this, this episode. I've been so <laughs> mean the last two. <laughs> it's only with this first one, though. Like, the second one I did not have near the problems with. So, like, Jinx had this really long and slow introduction. She did. Which, like, I feel like... To an extent fits for the vapid millennial, but also at the same time when Michelle has to give you the like wrap it up and it didn't seem like in a like campy kind of way. Mm -hmm. It just felt exhausting as a viewer. And then you go into like the story between Big Bad and Spare Rib and they're talking about how it's built of her house is built of straw. And then you introduce Twiggy, which is Jada and she's like comes in and talks about how her house is a piece of shit and <laughs> Jinx comes in and it's like no it's literally made of shit and I'm like okay so you've already introduced plot holes because mm-hmm. your house is made of straw but it's also made of shit which is it what's what's the truth Ooh. i need to know here and yeah i want judge fawn and then like you also have at the very beginning when they were introducing them they were like, do you know each other? And Jinx is like, I would never sleep with a dog. And uh, Big and Bad is like, twist. yeah, yeah, like Big Bad's like, no, I'm Jewish. I I can't do pork. But I feel like that's their story, you know? Yeah, like they're coming in and being like, oh, I would never. I'm just, yeah, I'm just a little old pig. I would never. And there's too many inconsistencies with the story that didn't seem intentional inconsistencies. Um, I mean, I'm picking up what you're putting down, but I also respectfully put down what you're picking up. Like, it, no. for for me, I I thought that I thought it made sense. I really enjoyed the story, but I did think like that I appreciate Jinx, the volley of the improv. Yes, but have some consistency to your story. But I did think that Jinx was. Um, it. 
I think that Jinx is going to win this season. I think that's, I that's think very obvious. Win this season. And I think that is why they're giving her so much stinking screen time. Um, I didn't love her the most this yeah. episode. She, she was not my favorite. I, from this first group, who would you say was your favorite among Jinx? Evie. Evie. Same. Hands down. Yeah. My least favorite was definitely Monet. Monet played this very... Um, I have a lot of notes for this first one, so I'm trying to find where... Mon- we'll, we'll get to Monet. Mm. But it was just one of those things like Evie had the best reactions to Jinx, whether it be like the licking the crotch, whether it be like scratching yeah. behind the ear and the leg shaking, the stupid little howl that Evie had that was intentionally such a bad howl. This was such an Evie moment. It really was. It was so good. Like it was like take the boogeyman, but make him a wolf. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yeah, I, I I really loved Evie here. I, I also thought, um I mean, I, I do think Jada had a lot of, or I'm sorry, Jinx had a lot of good moments. Um, like when the pit crew dropped the book? Exactly, or when the door wouldn't close, or when yeah. her ear fell off when she was talking with oh my Ugly. God. Or with, uh, ugly. When she was talking with to RuPaul when he had on those ugly ears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's because in improv, if something happens, acknowledge yes, it. Acknowledge it and use it. And she did. So, like, she followed the rules of improv. She was very much a yes and person. Mm-hmm. Unlike, to me, Jada. There were a lot of times with Jada that Jada felt like she was doing the yes, but not the and. I was surprised she didn't bring in a look over there, you know, or look well, over. Like, <laughs> for me with Jada, there were a lot of moments that she would be like, I mean. And like. It was like really thinking. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. she would give you the yes, but not the and, so it wasn't opening the floor for volley back, and Michelle was having to facilitate that volley back, and for me, that's like why Jada was not really one of my favorites, which in the same way, Monet kind of was too. Also, can we talk about the puns in this whole first one? Like What puns? I don't remember. The puns were so, so stinking good like <laughs> not fawn and the non-binary parent jokes come on <laughs> oh, was that a pig snort oh lord <laughs> monet coming in instead of just using words just <laughs> um but the puns like only hams beverly squeals <gasps> only hams i was like oh my god i know there were some good ones in there beverly, beverly squeals hamela anderson like they got me they got me. <laughs> wow. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but it's turning out to be really trough. Like tough. It didn't work. Oh. Well, yes, you're right. And let's take a break. <laughs> yes. And we're back. So... We had just gotten a Monet entered. Yes, Monet entered. And I I should have said, I absolutely loved that they had the Judge Judy kind of court moment where they had the voiceover as someone was walking in. Oh, yeah. The plaintiff. This was a very well-produced challenge. Yeah, it was was really good. Um, And we didn't even see, like, any kind of, like, working moment of it. It was literally Mm -hmm. like we just saw the finished product. Um, But Monet comes in. She played... To me, I feel like she could have done something different with this character. She played it very straight laced. Yeah, and I agree. 
almost in like a similar to somebody in the second set, almost in a Karen role, which you can only do so much. There's only so much that you can do Mm -hmm. because she plays the Karen role and she's like, these are nasty girls. I don't trust them. Like she could have done so many different things being the big bad's girlfriend. Also back to the big bad saying that like, he doesn't like do pig. He's dating a pig like plot holes plot holes people i think you have to re- embrace the ridiculousness in the camp a little bit far no. I, I i mean respectfully i i did i did think that it was it was this was a pretty funny one like i was i was laughing and hamming it up the whole time because i, I thought they were giving it their all and it was it was pretty funny I i'm not saying it was bad i'm saying i like the other one better oh and like for me it was just like those little discrepancies take me out as a viewer. I'm not saying like they make it a flop. I'm saying they just take me out as somebody that pays attention to those little details because I'm looking at those or not looking, I'm hearing them. And then all of a sudden I hear something that's completely the opposite and that makes my mind go, but they said this. True. I could see how it could be confusing, but I also think that it makes it kind of makes sense for there to be plot holes in a in a court case, you know? You, yeah. you have and especially the style that it is, but it was just like there was a lot. Because all of a sudden it just went so absurd and left field and off the wall that it was just like, How the fuck did we get here? To the point of like, oh, we really are at a drag race acting challenge. Yeah. That's Although, where it took me. It's funny that you that you've I felt like this one was more um, conceivable and more like thoroughly thought out than the second one in my oh so humble uh, flapping opinion. Was there there anything else from the first one that stuck out to you? Um, I mean, we talked about like Jinx at the end when she lost her ear. We briefly mentioned that. Just the like acknowledging it and just saying, oh, fuck. And she said, I just got so nervous. <laughs> Bruce starts talking. You're going to have to speak up. I can only hear you half as well. <laughs> like, she's so quick. How, that's professional. It, yeah, absolutely. I would totally agree. I, I mean, I think that may be the moment that put her over the edge. Yeah. Um, but Because that that was so smart to do. Right. It's, it's when you can... It's, it's for me, sometimes I'm more impressed by someone who can encounter a stumble and then overcome that and play it off like it was supposed to happen um, than someone who does a perfectly flawless performance. So, And that same scene is also, for me, what really solidified Jada not doing as well. Mm. The, like, doing the yes but not the and. Because Rue was like, so what could y'all have done differently? And Jada's just like, we could have won. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like what just happened is kind of what happened. And it's just like, you've got to leave that volley open. And I'm not saying this as somebody that is like, oh, I could do this perfectly. I don't know how I do it in a challenge like this. It is a very difficult challenge. So I applaud all of them because it was not a terrible challenge. Like they all did well. But this is just somebody from an outside that this is my job at the moment yeah. is to be critical. Um. Just Slapping, fawning, and critiquing. Yeah. Amen. Well, I want to hear about Goldilocks and what I thought was going to be three bears, but it was just a bunch of drag queens. I was really hoping there'd be three bears. I was hoping so, too. Like, you know? And all we got instead was a fuzzy little bunny with them white tighties. I know. I wanted some bears. I wanted some manzizzes. 
Or some gorgeous non-binary beers. Or that too. too. (laughs) That too. Um, So next up, we had Sheena Donardi had hers as is. Can we just have (laughs) it? She truly had. The writers were out. Well, I feel like on the first one, they were in a little bit more. And then they at least wrote the name. They did on it. the first one. They, the they second did. one, RuPaul was like, "We got this name." I think what they do is they um, have a fishbowl with a, with lots of pieces of paper inside, and all it is is full of it's queer phrases, it's RuPaulisms, and they just reach into a bag, and it's like she already done has hers. I mean, Ugh, again, RuPaul okay. basically <laughs> has appropriated all the queer phrases at this point. Yeah, correct. Especially <laughs> ballroom culture. Oh yeah. Um, so don't even don't even start on the legendary legend stars. Oh my god. Um, so first up, we have Shay enters as Halle Berry, which I thought was cute. I didn't. <gasps> okay, move on. Please. I thought that was cute. I can't believe I just got that. Halle Berry, and she w- moved Halle from Bearback Mountain. Halle Berry. I got Bearback. I and did not get she Halle Berry. Was talking about the grisly crimes. These were good puns. The grizzly crimes, and she got it at Barney's, which is a bear pun for Barney's. Yes, I'm. I, yeah, I didn't know if you got that one because I, I didn't know if up. you were like as bougie. It's to, another John Barden moment um, for me. <laughs> but uh, I, okay, I was really living for this particular skit until the other um, witnesses came in personally. <laughs> well. I, I, I don't know. I liked, I thought we were going to keep getting the bears mm. and the different renditions of the bears, but maybe that's too similar than the, to the pigs. But. Yeah, I feel like it would have been a rehashing of the first one. Um, I loved this kind of take of Viv really was the standout here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Vivian However, I don't think there was a weak person. To me, I think maybe the weakest person might have been Shay in my book. Because Shay was also playing a Karen-esque type character. True, true. She was doing really good with it. I thought she held to, her own, though, like for me, most of the skit. It, it, this was my favorite skit. I'm not saying she did. I think she did extremely well. I think, to me, she was probably the weakest of this group. Mm. Saying that, as this is my favorite group, and I don't think any of them were weak. So that is very, like, me, like, giving a lot of asterisks there. True. But we find out it's not Goldilocks and Walks. Mrs. Hood. Mrs. Hood. Okay. Played Raj. by Raja. Roger. This R- Roger. <laughs> Not a booger. Um, y'all, she was my favorite in this. Same. I was hoping so bad that she would be she in the She was top my favorite until the exit thing. Oh, I don't remember the exit. I just I just know for me, I just loved how into the character she got, you know, like yeah. walking so slow and she was so committed to those to the part and the and like the I don't know. She just she convinced the me she Geppetto was an old reference. woman. Yes, the Geppetto, the Geppetto reference. Geppetto reference. She's pulling in other fairy tales. I thought she was pulling a lot of weight here and and deserved her her damn lauders. Also, can we talk about Evie being in the scene as well? <gasps> yes. Like, props to Evie. Mm-hmm. I really, I really, really thought Evie was going to win because Evie carried. It just made sense for Evie the to way win of the first one and the second one in my book. Like, I agree. not carried the weight of the second one, but. Carried their own. Yes. Held their own. I, I English is hard. Agree. Um, because, like, imagine how hard that is to do it with two groups. Mm-hmm. Like, she had twice the work of anybody. She was the main focus in the first one. She was the common thread. 
And then in the second one was there as well and exactly. had to be like present and just some of the like in the stuffed animal jury the stuffed animal jury she was back there with her pussy in her ass <laughs> and it was funny because the ass was she was, she was with the donkey as vivian so kind i think it was helga at the time so, so kindly, kindly pointed out pointed yeah. out I just loved the Vivian's crumbs on her face. You oh know? my God, the porridge? Yes. It, she kept wiping them off. Yeah. And, but it was like, it, yeah, I mean, allegedly it was porridge, you know, but it was just all these different types of crumbs. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of crumbs, Trinity the Tuck walks in to mention that this character who, but at this point I'm totally lost at who um, the Vivian is playing, but it is this Red Riding Hood Helga. As soon as the Red Riding Hood thing happened, I was like, okay, what other blonde Mm -hmm. character are they going to turn her into? Because once it happened with the first one, I was like, it's going to happen again. And Gretel. She was both. That's right. And and she, and I I kind of like, I kind of thought it too, because I was like, okay, they, they ate the witch's house. They had the breadcrumbs. Red Riding Hood was delivering, baked goods to her grandmother i was like this makes sense it it did but for me i think like all the other for for the the like what four different fairy tales that were incorporated into this one it got to be a bit too much for me and i was like oh my god is shrek about to walk in like (laughs) i loved it to me it was very into the woods oh i see that i totally see that it was very into the woods for me and i don't mean the movie version with james corden (laughs) not james corden um Yes. And, oh, I, I think that, hold on. I have a note here and I don't remember what I was writing about. The lies about the cheese. Oh my God. I have that note as well. When what was that about? <laughs> she was talking about how she was German and they, the holes in the cheese. And she was like, cheese, there's holes in this story, just like there are yeah, in our cheese. cheese. Oh yeah. And that was she, hilarious to me. Uh, Michelle had to be like, that's Swiss cheese. And Shay appropriately volleyed and she was like she she's even lying about the cheeses (laughs) see i think she held her own yeah she did i'm not saying she didn't don't make me out to be this fawn hater fawn hates um denali trinity and shay it's official the official list i only can confirm one of those (gasps) oh my god it's it's official fawn has hatred in her little dear heart i'm not gonna tell you which one of those it is (laughs) Okay, so who I really don't hate any of them. Let no, me clear that up just, real quick. Maybe just a little bit. Telling lies. Maybe when we have a Patreon, Fawn can um, go into Fawn the tells all depth, 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 depths of why they hate um, D- Denali. I think. So, so. Um, <laughs> How did you? I'm mad about that. You were just you were so <laughs> against uh, J- me comparing Jada to Denali last week. I was like, oh, what's it going I on? thought surely you thought it was going to be Trinity, but it was. <laughs> no. But you are correct. Never. Denali is my least favorite of that list. Why, Fawn? She's boring. I don't know. Really? I don't, I don't like think she's her. boring. I don't like her drag. I don't like her makeup. She's done some good things, yes, but like it's just. I think she's funny. I think she's a, a talented dancer. I think she's a look queen. I think I. You think she's a look queen? Yeah. Okay. That the 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 the, the, the bird thing, you know, with the green, it was beautiful to me. I okay. I'm I'm kind of a Denali stan, so I was okay. I was shook that the cactus was cute. The cactus was amazing. That I'll was definitely one that. of the best. The looks. cactus was great. And I, I liked that she came out on ice skates. Anyways, this is not uh-huh. uh, the series about season 14. But one day, one day we'll come back and one fi- day season 13. More. Oh my God. We'll hash out why, um, where this hatred for Denali comes from. For fun. 
Okay. Was there anyone else who stuck out to you from the maxi challenge this week? Trinity came in looking just like Michelle Visage, but like the budget version. Yeah. Yeah, that wig had been like. I loved down the, the like witch Teresa. What do you mean, witch Teresa? I'm the only one here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden going into a share accent. Yeah, that was what? <laughs> that was so random. Like, More like the bitch Teresa. Right? <laughs> but it was cute and it was like not what I expected. I definitely think she did well and held her own. I don't think there was a chance of her winning this challenge. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I think. She's had her moment. She's, she's already her, done had her sis. She's had her moment, and there were so many superstars. Exactly. That excelled so well in this challenge. I was just like waiting for like. But did you see how Trinity walked? The, it, it, oh my God. So that was funny. my favorite part of Trinity. <laughs> I keep thinking it. About was it was so yeah. absurd. That's some shit that I would do. That's some shit that I do in my day to day life. That, that physical comedy is what I think can like really it, put you over the edge. I stand physical comedy. Speaking of physical comedy, Viv throwing the breadcrumbs out of the mm-hmm. fucking and like eating a whole handful. I was just waiting for her to pull out like some like spaghetti or some farfalle or oh, some rigatoni. Like pull out some pasta. I just wanted more and more food to come. I just that. wanted pasta. Yeah. From that Fettuccine basket. Alfredo. Some linguine. Now I'm thinking about all the food she could have fit in there. And I just think it would have been so funny if it was like the Mary Poppins kind of bag. You know, you just keep reaching in and pull things out. They could have fully rigged it to be. They They could have had a hole in the podium. Or just paused in between scenes and and like put something in and then take something out. The magic of television. Magic of TV. Then, after that maxi challenge day, did you notice? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I did love the swingers joke. Oh, on the porch? Yeah. Yes. The swingers joke and then Trinity saying that she found them in her bed. It was siblings. And she was like, not in my house. This isn't Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Being from Alabama. Normally, Alabama would be the joke people would reference Uh that for. But being from Alabama, of course, she says Mississippi, which is a very Alabama thing. That landed very well in our household as well. I feel like Trinity just knew like, oh, this is for the Alabamians out there. (laughs) Right. This is for you, Kay Ivy. And then like talking about how she loved the eating the porch and said that it tasted good or something like that. Viv did. And Shay was like, you said that after eating my porridge. And Viv just goes, your porridge sucked, woman. (laughs) (laughs) It was your daddy's that I was into. Mm. And then, of course, Michelle is like, I could have you sentenced to help all the king's horses and all the king's men to help put Humpty Humpty Dumpty Dumpty back back together together again. But I'm here for happy endings. I loved this ending, to be honest. It was funny. It was campy. I loved the reference right. to Humpty Dumpty with the eggs and the and the eggshells falling all over the place. It was A big group hug. And then they sneak out with the big bad wolf like Viv. Oh, Vivian does. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Again, another moment where Evie really stole it. I... I mm. I stand by it. I think Vi- Vivian, I think Evian was the winner for this week. That yeah. was their couple name in my head. Yeah. I think they were clearly the top two. I would have also put Raja up there. Yeah. As a close third. And I mean, I think Jinx is also in the top half of the cast. This I week. think she's in the top half, but she's not in my top three. Sure. I, I would agree. Well, speaking of which, they come back. uh, Well, they sashay away from the courtroom and they sashay back into the workroom. And did you notice that on 
when they do that for the day of the runways, it, it, instead of saying elimination day, it says runway day. Oh. Yeah, they're like I've, I'm slowly no- no- noticing and picking up on these teeny tiny moments that they change for this all winter season. Um, it's like this, and I don't think we've mentioned like when they come back for the lip syncs, they're all in different outfits. So I'm. Oh yeah, they okay. talk about that in Untucked. Oh, they do. Yeah. I should be a good pos- podcaster and watch Untucked. Untucked be good sometimes. Do you want to take a remember. break and watch Untucked? Sure. And we are back and we are tucked yet again. And it is runway day, Fawn. All the queens have entered back into the workroom. My favorite day. Runway day? Always my favorite. Me too. It's why I watch Drag Race, let's be real. Honestly, yes. Like, the challenges are great, but what I really care about here is the runway. Same, same. I, I'm, and I was very excited for this week's runway. Um, was there anything that stuck out to you in the workroom before we hop over to? I it? mean, like the all, main stage. I mean, we don't know what the runway theme is, and we see Jada doing this black and white makeup. Yes, and we see Trinity with blood on her face, and I'm like, what the, what the fuck <laughs> is this <laughs> runway gonna be? And honestly, even when they announced that the category was spikes, I was, I was still, still like, like, how is this gonna what? work? Um, did you see the video though? Okay, like I love this moment where they're in the workroom and Jada is doing this like they, they call it the black white face and she's covered in the powder. She's like setting it. And she she talked about like being on the she was like, What if I just go out like this? And it's like, honestly, there's, there's just, just never no enough time. Back there. Yeah. Well, there was someone edited a video of her like as if it was actually on the main stage. And they like, we're talking to all the, <laughs> all the Queens and they get to Jada and all she said, it's her. And they just Photoshopped her in. Oh into the moment. She's like, honestly, there's never enough time back there. And then they all just laugh. And that's the end of the episode. RuPaul's like, let the music play. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I need to find that. It, it's, it's the best. I kind of want it to be on a soundboard. Um, if we could ever afford one. Um, if you buy our merch and make sure you share our podcast so we're getting enough streams. Yes. We could afford a soundboard. Yes. Come on. We want to we wanna make it happen. But for now, we'll, we will just do the karaoke version of our soundboard. Bow, 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 bow. Yes. The, the, the horn and the applause. Or my favorite from the first Pit Stop episode, lift up the hood and suck the dick. I didn't know she was an in- No. A mechanic? <laughs> Anyways, we get to this main stage. All right, so what did you think of RuPaul's look on the main stage tonight? This is so stunning. Her hair. I was shook. This hair. It made up for all these awful looks that she's turned out this episode. (laughs) I mean, this hair. And this like royal purple kind of moment. That was purple, right? It's like a purpley blue for me. It, it, it looks indigo. More blue, but yeah, look. Yeah, looking here, it's a, a bit more indigo. But I mean, the hair is stunning. I'm I'm really liking these white updo she's been doing the yeah. last few episodes. This has also this is feels sculpted yet also whimsical and yes. not in the like because Rue does a lot of this like very teased hair that feels very structured. Mm-hmm. Like if she moved her hair, it wouldn't move. Right. Um, and there's not a lot of breath in it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. This feels like it has some breath and some like whimsicality to it, even though it may be structured and not move. It just feels a little more light and yeah. airy, like a croissant, like my pussy. 
<laughs> okay, so RuPaul, I also was obsessed with this look. It was an absolute fawn for me. I, I think my jaw hit the floor when uh, when she came out. It was definitely my favorite of the season, I yeah, think. It, it was it was phenomenal. And we're only on episode four, so I'm just loving how she's, she's really bringing it for this winter season, I think. Um, she's had some looks on these she previous seasons. She brings it to you every ball. I'm, well, now who's appropriating ball culture? Fawn. Dun, dun, dun! I say that on Drag Race. Oh, True. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. So it is spikes on the main stage. That is the category. Yeah. And first to the stage, we have Jada Essence. Huh? The essence of beauty. And this very like Grace Jones-esque kind mm-hmm. of look. She's painted black and white. Like the white is the highlight. So it's very kind of like black slash grayscale, but with heavy emphasis on the black. This like, I don't, it, the wig, it's just so good. And just like describing all of it is a little difficult for me just because like, I just see it and I'm just like mesmerized. Yeah. I mean, there are so many elements here that are phenomenal and it's all very true to Jada Essence Hall. And the, I mean this, the black white face, that's all I really know to call it because that's what they called it in the workroom. Right. It worked so well in this look. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this look was when she turned around, you could see like the, her normal skin tone on the back of her neck. Yeah. That's such a small detail and it's something I would never even think to cover, but it did show. And unfortunately that, uh, that kind of took me out of the fantasy a bit. I'm not about to Jeffrey Boy and Boyer Chapman her and say, use your time better maybe. But, um, the, it, it was, it was fabulous. But to me, this kind of reminds me of a black version of the pleather runway, um, the Vivian did. Do you remember with the the red shoulder pads and the the skirt? With I don't the, see it personally. Well, I, I mostly mean like the bottom half. Like oh, the, the bottom half, one hundred percent. The skirt yes. and the boots. Um, and then she's got some shoulder pad moments going on here, but the it's it's not exactly the same. Um, but I will say this is one that like she said the reference was Grace Jones. Oh, I see it. 100%. And I see it one hundred percent. And the wig is so it's so interesting. It, so do you think this you is hair? The, like it, on a wig? I don't know, but you know what it, this may sound a little dumb. What it kind of reminds me of shape wise, it reminds me of a nineties cartoon. Yeah. This is not like look, a nineties, early two thousands kind of cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that you would see in one of those. And it would be just kind of like, this is what the live action of that would look like. Right. It, it almost, it's like an anime. It almost, it doesn't look yeah. quite human to me. And in, in, I mean that in the best way, you know, it's, it's it's truly, it's truly stunning. Like I was, I was obsessed with this. And as a reminder, we have a very sophisticated system here for rating looks here on flapping and fawning. If we absolutely love the look, it's a fun. And if we hate it, it's a flop. And we also came up with what, uh, in the last episode, what uh, it would be if it was a look that was just above all of our expectations. And that is a fetch. Yes. And so what is this among those for you, Fawn? This is absolutely a Fawn. I'm going to be stingy with my fetches. Um, but I, one of my pet peeves on Drag Race okay. is when somebody says that they have a reference for a runway, and it's a reference, not an inspiration, when they say a reference, and it doesn't show, like, I don't see the reference. She says one of the references is Grace Jones. I 100% see the Grace Jones reference and I love that 100%. So like, there is no way that I can flop this. Like like, this is absolutely a fawn. This is a a very high fawn for me. I think it may be one of my favorite looks of the week. 
Which brings us to our next queen to the stage, Jinx Monsoon, because it's monsoon season, y'all. Okay, what? H- how would you? How would you even start to describe this look, Fawn? The silence is deafening. Um, she looks like Roadkill in a dress. She's got this like what I think is probably zip ties on the back to make like a porcupine back piece, and this brown crushed velvet dress with. Maybe some ostrich feathers around the neckline and some like black detailings along the side of the gown with this ugly ass, ugly, ugly ass hair with that says, I don't mind the hair so much. I hate the fabric, like the brown. I hate the the hair more than anything. Really? I kind of like the hair. There's something campy about it. Like with this little white. It's the colors of the hair. And it's dreamsicle, you know? Yeah. White and orange. If it was in a, if the placement was different, it's not the combination of the hair colors. It's the placement of the hair colors. This okay, fair. This look really reminds me of something that I would see on Camp Wanakiki. You know, I, I enjoy the yeah. or or it would be like a, a outrageous evening gown in Miss Comedy Queen, and I, I love that aspect of it. Um, but for me, it, it's the 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 brown fabric velvet thing. Like I don't know what's going on with it. It just looks very very. Cheap to me. I, I, I'm trying I like to see her makeup. She, uh, her makeup looks stunning. This I, is some I, of the best I've seen her makeup. Yeah, on. I was very impressed with her makeup here. I thought that um, I don't know. I wondered if she was trying to do like a roadkill thing, like if all these spots on the dress were blood or something. I don't know. I there was a lot of elements, but I don't like. I like the campiness of it. So I think it's it's a light fawn for me, but it is not. It is not very high up for me. Um, I don't particularly like this. Okay. At all. There's a lot of elements that I like, but then especially when you factor in that this is a spikes runway. Yeah, it's hard to see at first. Like when she turns around, it's there, but uh, it's there in the concept, not so much in the construction. Yeah. Okay. I wanted more. Sorry, Jinx. It's still monsoon season. Yeah, your makeup, I mean, her makeup was absolutely. She doesn't look bad. It's just. Not at all. Next to the stage, we have Monet Exchange. Monet. They they have brought that back this episode. Raja Raja and uh, Monet have been doing this like they did it while they were getting ready. The line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, their secret language. Yes, I love that moment. Um, I was impressed with her audacity to wear a mask on the runway, and then when she takes it off later on, I was like, ooh, I hope that makeup didn't get messed up, because this looks like it is a sweaty mask to wear. It's like, And she's a sweaty bitch. Yes. It looks like, like I don't mean that in a mean way. She said that she's a sweaty mm-hmm. bitch. I mean, her make, uh, she's wearing this mohawk. That's probably my favorite thing about it. So the spikes, you know, it's going in the a spiky mohawk, very 90s. Um, and then she's wearing a COVID-19 mask with the spikes on it. It goes down to just the top of her collarbone. And then she is wearing, uh, it's like a blazer that has two blazers sewn together. So she, she's wearing the sleeves on the top half. And then on the bottom half as the skirt, there are two loose sleeves just hanging I'm on the really- sides. Intrigued by this construction because I absolutely love this look. Same. I wish she did not have this mask on. Really? I very strongly feel about not liking this mask. This mask gives me Amazon. Mm, I could see that. And nothing else about this look gives me Amazon. Everything else about this look gives me very high fashion, elevated, 
amazingness and this mask just looks like some Amazon mask that you could buy or AliExpress that it probably came like that to her. She probably didn't do much to it, if anything, to it. So I, I see what you mean. I think if the it doesn't it, it kind of jumbles the like what what could be a much cleaner neckline there. Um, it could make it a cleaner neckline. It the fabric doesn't really go with the rest of the look because it's one of those pleathery fabrics. When you actually have this like suiting material, it just doesn't go for me. It also kind of forced her to keep her head down. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like she wasn't quite able to keep her head back like she normally does. Um, but that doesn't stop me from fawning this. Oh, look. absolutely. I, I fucking love this look. I, and I, it, I like everything about it. The mask I don't hate. It's just, I wish it wasn't there. If she didn't have the mask, this would probably be like one of my favorite looks of the season. Mm. Like, especially the construction of it is really yeah, revolutionary. I think. All right. Next up to the stage, we have Evie Oddly. This is, I thought she was going to win because of this. Like her. I did not expect this. You didn't, you didn't expect it or did you like it? No, like it was just, I didn't know what I expected from Evie, but it wasn't this. Well, it was Scorpio season y'all. Oh my God. This, this, this is what I was talking about with Evie Oddly. This is the excitement I'm looking for. It is raw. It is Something I would. You know we like it raw. I I love it raw. Like that is that is why I love Evie oddly, and she had the scorpion look. The shoes were uh, so pointed, and you know I I felt for her. I could see the pain when they were standing there in the critiques line, um, because those shoes had to have. I've thought about buying those shoes before, and I just can never bring myself to. I I also think about you know her disability that she shared with us in season eleven, like. I can't imagine the pain that her feet were in in that moment. And I'm so painful feet. Her, her makeup looks stunning here. The, the, I'm just, I'm still not over, you know, she's got the arms that, that touch the ground. Right. It, it is, it is just so cool. Everything about so this cool. look is just so right. My only critique. I love how I say everything is so right. And then I'm going to take something. My only critique is I don't love how the headpiece fits. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Um, that doesn't mean I don't like this look. I still fucking love this look. I just think it could have fit a little bit flattering, more flatteringly for the face. True. To me, th- this just took me back to why I fell in love with Evie Oddly. Yeah. Uh, it, it is one of my highest fawns for the week. Um, it reminded me of her, the dinosaur costume look that she had in season 11. It's one of those that is kind of simple. But it's just so freaking cool. Right. It's, 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 it's yeah. done so right that it doesn't need extremely overdone everything. True. And do you, did you notice her Bosco brows? Yeah. <laughs> Formerly done by Fawn um, before Bosco was ever on TV. All right. Is this a Fawn or a flop for you? Oh, this is absolutely a Fawn. All right. Well done, Evie. Next to the stage, we have Trinity the Tuck. Giving us Twilight the Tuck today. With spikes in the um, wooden spike sense. What's that called? A stake. A stake. Through the heart. And she's a vampire. What do you think about this look? Uh, it's a good look. It's a good look. For the category, they're stakes. I get how they are spiky. I don't love it for the category. I think she's reaching a bit here. Yeah. yeah. It's a stretch. It's a stretch Armstrong here. It's a little... Gumby. I like it. I, I could see this on Entertainer of the Year stage. I I I, I like 
looking at it um, initially, I the only thing I don't like is the black like thing coming up around her head. Oh, I like that part. Oh yeah, I don't know. I find that confusing and unnecessary. Um, but I like everything else about it. So I I love the look, but I don't love the look for the category. Okay, that's literally where I land with this. So when we're flapping and fawning these looks, for you, does that does the category go into it, or is it just if you like what you see that's in front of you? A lot of times, if I love the look but don't for the category, I say that I like fawn this look, but I flop it for the category, mm, which true, is true, true. exactly what I'm gonna do for this. I fawn it for the category, I like lightly. I, I it's creative, and I give her props for that. And I love when somebody thinks out of the box like this, 100%. However, to me, it, technical, it, it is kind of verbiage. like verbiage. Okay, you have a themed night show, and you're like, oh, I got this costume that kind of works. I'm going to yeah. wear it because I don't want to make something else. And I, obviously, she had this done before, like for this purpose. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess, I guess for the Fawn just said that Trinity's reusing looks for Drag Race. You mean Flapjack said that? Did I say that? Who, oh God! This is <laughs> the second time <laughs> Oh Lord! Oh God! All right. Well, look, give me the meat and potatoes. So you said this is a what for you? It's a fawn, but a flop for the category. Okay. I, th- I think it's a light fawn for the category. I like what I see. It's overall, a light, so flop it's a fawn for the category. A, a light, light flop. flop, but it's a yeah. fawn for the look. I think the look is it's really impeccable. Cool. I love the hair too. Another witch moment. All right. Back again for Spikes. We have the Vivian. This look is so incredible. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do Spikes, this is how you do Spikes. Like, if you're going to do something that's not hyper-conceptual with your Spikes, like some of these people have, and if you're just going to take Spikes and run with the idea of Spikes, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you noticed, and you can't tell in this picture... But on the boot, the heel, the heel was a spike. And the I, spike I didn't did go all the that. way to the ground. I did, yes, I called that. I, I told my partner that when I saw it. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was kind of surprised um, that they were so cool with it, you know, being yeah. basically a club kid boot. Um, yeah, I love a club kid boot. I, I liked it. So this this is a fawn for me 100%. One of my favorite quotes of the episode, though, was... Rue saying, you can't give hugs with nuclear arms to Vivian about this look. <laughs> and she said, I can give a good fist. Oh, damn. And like, you're going to have some anal fissures. And I love a good that. fisting joke. I love a good fist. Like, and you know that from experience. But like, <laughs> that would be painful. Especially with those nails on. I hope you aren't giving a good fist with those nails on. Do you ever think about how our podcast initials are FF? All the time. Yeah, I think about that too. And I'm like, hmm, how can I make this joke? We need like some merch <laughs> that says I heart FF <laughs> with our faces on it. That's what I want. Okay, so is this an F or an F for you? <laughs> this is definitely a fawn. Yeah, this is this is a fawn for me too. You know, there actually is a podcast called Such Fine, and it is a fisting podcast, and the fun is spelled with two Fs. Really? Yeah. What do you talk about on a podcast like on a podcast like that? Like, do it's you educational about fisting? It's actually a really Isn't good there only podcast. like so much that you can learn though about fisting? I, 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 You'd be surprised. You know what? I've you're probably listened right. Listen to both of the seasons that are out. I guess the deeper you go, the more you learn. Yeah, literally. 
I don't know if I said it already because I'm very lost in this fisting <laughs> discussion that we're having, but um, I am fawning over this Vivian look. And I, I thought this was her episode to win. She came out in this and I was like, okay, Vivian's winning. Yeah, this was, yeah, 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 100%. And like, also, once again, we have another one of those powdery blue looks like powdery blue and powdery pink have been on theme. Oh yes. Season. Trans pride flag colors. I mean, there's nothing pink in this, but it's just funny that there's like a lot of common threads of colors this mm-hmm. season. Absolutely. All right. Well done, Vivian. Next to the stage, we have Roger. Raja. I want to know what you think of this before I go in and say what I think of this. I ha- it's complicated <laughs> because Okay, I, I like it from I don't like it from the front, but I like it from every other angle. So if I was at a fashion show, I think I would really love watching her walk in this down the runway and then walk back. But when they would do it like square on, it looked really confusing and jumbled to me. It was hard to know something about the way the crotch moved. The crotch and like the waist didn't quite make sense because it was the cape combined. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, Alexis from Schitt's Creek, like it was like she's wearing an Alexis dress. Yeah, you know? she didn't have a defined waist in this, which I don't always require a defined waist. However, I think it was weird how the front of it hits with that little painty piece. The painty piece is really what just confuses me. If it didn't have that, I would absolutely adore this look. She does some interesting like crotch area choices and Bushing? yeah you know you remember the the look she had for the pleather runway that had the pink oh yeah the triangle. little pussy yes uh, and i don't know it's kind of not winning her many favors in is that kind of almost shaped like a vagina like a i don't i don't know it kind of like looks a, like a the inner parts of a body that has a vagina like the fallopian tubes yeah. like wrapping around. I, I see what you're saying there. Um, maybe, but very it, faintly, yeah. not like expressly, but it, very, it, it reminds me of like football padding. A lot of it, like the, the way on the breast, it's kind of stoned in a way that's shaped like football padding. And I know that they have some like crotch padding that football players it's wear. It's called a jock strap. Jocks. No, there's like, there's something else. Right? It's called a cup. The that cup, you put in your jockstrap. Oh. That's why jockstraps are made yeah, and originally the, until queer people appropriated them. Because we should appropriate them. shit from straight people. <laughs> and the, Fuck straight people. All, all part it's of the messaging June. that we have here for... Um, it's slapping. June. Yes, anyone who is caught not being gay is will be arrested. Yes. And will be FF'd. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> By fa- <laughs> Flapjack with her nails. Oh right. Mm-hmm. And the spikes. I'm going to these spiky Van Dyke uh, gloves that Vivian's wearing. But anyways, she uh, Raja is also having these knee pads. I don't know. I, I find this look very confusing, but I like it. I like the sparkles. I like the way it flows. So I'm going to give it a light fawn. Her makeup. I, I like more crotch though. It's so Not sunk. crotch. I would like more waist. <laughs> Her, her, now you've got me jumbled. Her makeup is so stunning, though. I love the glitter lip. And, like, this is some of the most, like, dramatic eye makeup that I've seen her wear on the runway. Mm. I just love this makeup. There's something about all of it that is just so, it almost distracts me from the parts of the outfit that I don't like. Right. It's going to be a, do we have something that's an in-between? of No, you have to choose. It's a flap or a fawn. We don't have any midlines here. 
on flapping and fawning. It's an FF. We are, uh, even though we are non-binary, we have a binary decision-making process here. <laughs> yeah, but we have a fetch, so. Yeah, but fetch is, is special, you know? It's, it's This is special because I don't love it and I don't hate it. I think that's what a light fawn or a light flop is for. Come on, you have to, you must choose. This is a light Mm. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> this is a light um, <laughs> It's a light fawn. Okay. I would agree. I mean, I don't know. I there, there's, there's a moments lot of it, I like, but there's a lot of elements that I really, really love, but there's also a couple elements that really make me question it. And right. this is the first time of Rogers Runways that I've been like that. Same. Okay. Well well, Raja, excite us a little more next week. Maybe you'll end up in the top. I hope so. Next to the stage, we have Shea Coulee. Flop. Oh. What do you think about this look? You just, you just. I cannot stand this. Why? I don't like anything about it. Why? uh, First of all, the spikes that were dragging on the tail, they were like flopping all over the place. And so it was hard to continue. You said the spikes were flopping, so I'm flopping it. They, but yeah, I did. That is exactly right. I also think that what, like, Whatever she was trying to do with the shoulders and with the hips, it's just like nothing is placed quite right for me, you know? Like the wings are right. Like she's doing this fairy illusion and it's like a a chrome kind of look with this purple boa around the neck. The hair, I think, is is cute, but... um, Shay mesmerizes me. So I think I probably let her get away with stuff sometimes. I mean, you can't look at this and tell me that it's not the worst runway of the week. It's, it's, it doesn't look like it's constructed well. It looks like it's falling off her body. It, it, like this is to me, this, this looks like what little kids wear where they were like, I want, I want to have a fairy birthday party, and yeah, I'm just gonna throw some shit on. Like, <laughs> you heard it here. Flapjack hates Shea Coulee. I do not. I said and in our first episode, thinks that she wasted money on this outfit and thinks that she should burn this outfit. I, I do think that I really don't like this look at all. Um, and even in the judges critiques, they were like trying to find something nice to say. And they were like, well, you fit in up here. Don't you? Conceptually. <laughs> I love this. Not good. I don't love the way it moves on the runway. I think this is an outfit that would be better for an editorial piece of standing still. Like I bet she's got a fabulous picture of this on her Instagram right now. Oh, Probably. But I don't think it worked for the runway. I would agree. Also, I just love her makeup. I like her makeup here. I like how it's different. And I I appreciate that she is someone who can do fashion. She can do fantasy stuff. She can do reviews. She can do photos. She can do reviews. She can do worlds. She can do wonders. She She can do of. She she can. She can do paramounts and pluses. Um, But fairies, I I don't think that's that's for her. Anytime I think she's worn, worn wings on the runway, it hasn't quite worked but i did like the one she had in all stars five a lot more of that like neon runway that was the moth and oh came the moth the runway was so good and the reveals did, runway that's what it was it, it was amazing but the judges didn't like it and i loved it t- this was a this was the complete different like 180 for me because i loved that one but i do not like this one so yeah it's a flop it's a light flop all right sorry shay maybe next week 
And oh, that is actually all of the runways. So we we closed out on a little flop there. But um, what was your favorite of all of these spike runways, Fawn? Um, I'm gonna pro. Oh, that's such a top Monet. 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 Because I think it was the most creative garment. Really? Take okay. off. Take off the mask, and it's one of my favorite of the season. Yeah. I mean, I I absolutely love the the construction of that piece. Um, and I love the mohawk. But the, the, you, I, now that you pointed out the mask, I'm not as in love with it. Ugh, I am kind of stuck between Jada and Evie, but I think I'm going to give it to my OG fave queen, Evie Oddly. Um, I mean, I'm a Scorpio. It was Scorpio season on the runway, bitches, and I thought she deserved to be in the top this week. Um, Evie did deserve so to be on the top. Um, yeah. So, okay, who did you think before we got to the critiques was going to be in the top and who was going to I win? I fully thought Evie. Same. Evie and Viv. Probably Viv. Mm-hmm. Same. I did not understand. Maybe Raja. I did not understand this weird edit they gave Jinx to yeah. force her down our throats. To I think it's it was like, also, We get that she's talented. Like, it almost felt like it was like, we're trying to keep somebody from getting a second star, but we're also trying to keep people from getting stars that don't have a star. Uh-huh. I agree. Um, Cause it could have very well been a situation where Raja is the only one that doesn't have a star. Yes. You're so or right. it could have been the situation where Evie is the only one that didn't have and a star or Viv didn't have a star. That would have sucked. It, you know, so, you know, that's a good point. I know that the editors or the producers have promised that they, they will all get decent edits this season. So um, maybe the one person who doesn't get a star that would, yeah, but that's, I feel like winners. that's going to happen eventually because what's the likelihood that both of them are going to get a star at the same time. I mean, that's Hollywood magic, baby. They're gonna put them in the top, and then they're both gonna have a star, and it's like, oh, congratulations! They're gonna make bottoms, winners, tops, and all of a sudden, everybody's first. I know, and and that's just not how the real world works. So who, uh, so who was in the top initially or finally this week? It was the Viv, and it was Jinx Monsoon, and I like her, but I didn't want it. Same, one hundred percent same. And they lip synced to. Love Will Save the Day by Whitney Houston. Neither of these looked like they had ever lip-synced Whitney Houston a day in their <laughs> life. Was, yeah, I was like, uh, why? Um, these I thought, song choices for these top twos, and I'm like, I know on a regular season yeah. they'd be pulling the patch and changing these lip-sync songs mm-hmm. last minute, and yet why aren't they doing it feels that like they're winners. doing that this season except to pick stuff that neither of them has an advantage with. It genuinely breaks my heart <laughs> to see these the queens go back and change into some outfit and you know which ones think they're going to do well that week and you can tell which ones think they're not going to do well that week because they put on something nice to lip sync in. Like Raja and Evie had on, they were to the nines dressed out tonight, this week. But Raja, or Jinx, kept on the same wig um, to go and out. And had and on this ugly ass dress. I, I don't, I think she thought she was going to sit down and, and watch it. I don't think she ever expected that she would get to lip sync in it. But she did. Um, and I, I, did you think that the Vivian ended up winning that lip sync. Yeah. Did you think she deserved it? Yeah. Can we also talk about Jada handing her the yes. um, recorder? We love moment? sisterhood. The the marimba, the baby marimba, you or mean? Or whatever it was. Yes. I don't remember. I think that's what pushed English. her over the edge to win. But, I mean, she she totally sold this lip sync. Yeah, but also, like... I hated that wig. I didn't hate the wig. Um, I just don't like that red color. I love that red color. You know I wear... Oh, you do. Those kind of colors all the time. I think I didn't like it because it was paired with the orange. 
It was like a Goldie Orange yeah. kind of moment. Her, and maybe it was paying homage to Goldilocks. Yes. So Vivian wins. Yes. And gives the plunger to drumroll, please. Not Jada. Not Jada. Fake out which, moment. Which like the whole trend has been give it to the person who just blocked somebody. Mm-hmm. But Jada did give her the little instrument. Oh, yeah. It was the bribe. That was the bride. Jada's playing the game. Monet's trying to play. (laughs) Right? Oh my God, you're so right. That's a little alliance. I didn't even think of that. Meanwhile, Monet finally gets fucking blocked and she's fucking pissed. I know. I can't wait to see this aftermath because I think this is going to be the most drama we're going to get of the season. Somebody should have blocked Monet sooner. I I I say block Monet every week you can. I mean, she's so talented. Block Monet every (gasps) week you can. Do you think they put Jinx in the top because they didn't want Jinx to get blocked? Like the producers. I don't think they would have blocked Jinx twice. Clearly the... I, I don't, don't know. She's I so don't, strong in everything except for making garments. I don't think that the narrative has been to block somebody twice when other people haven't been blocked. I think they want to kind of keep the blocks evenly dispersed based on stars. I know. Which is why I think the producers put Jinx in the top. No, I think even the queens have kind of talked about like, oh, well, this person hasn't been blocked yet. Maybe. But I also think they all really feel Jinx is a threat. Like after winning Snatch Game like that, like she, if imagine you're on Drag Race and someone stole the show flawlessly twice on Snatch Game. Yeah, I would be she did it flawlessly on the first. I feel like she had contenders on the first one. Okay, okay. But still, like the... Wait, are you talking about this season or just talking about this Drag season? Race? Yeah, I think that she had contenders in the first one. The second one, yes, yeah, she absolutely did. I would be scared of Jinx. I'd be blocking her ass. Yeah. Any chance I got. I don't think she deserved to win this. I would agree. Sorry, Jinx. Love you, bitch. But um, this was, this one was for Evie, I thought. And yeah. I, I really want Roger to make it to the top. And I think it's going to happen. She's been snubbed so many times. Right. I'm burning incense. I'm praying. Uh, and I'm an atheist. So you know that means I'm a lot masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, do you have anything else that we, you would be remiss if we didn't discuss for this episode? Give Roger a star. Give Roger a star, damn it. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye Ta-ta.